right. Bring it back to the top. Bring it back to the top. This is, uh, put it on record, the DJ podcast about DJing, hosted by DJs. And back like we never left, it's all three of us, Damn. back by popular demand. I am DJ Byrne. DJ Don't Fret. And Recio. Yes, the gang's all here. Um, this is episode 29. Um. And yeah, this is like I said, this is the first time this year that all three of us have been on here. Um, and so we got a lot to lot to get to. First things first, if this is your first time, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Super Music Directors. Make sure you like and share the like super low. Our first time in a new year. I thought we did something in January. Was that the late December? It's late December. Oh, dang. Uh-uh. We acting up. <laughs> so, I don't know what's wrong with my mic. Oh, well. So, yeah. So, like, share the podcast. Uh, share with a friend. If you know a DJ, tell them to check it out. If you know just regular party goers, people on the nightlife scene, um, definitely some good information in these uh, podcasts. How are you two doing? I'm doing well. I'm busy as always, but uh, I'm doing good. Staying out of trouble. Oh, we love to see that. Well, maybe sometimes trouble is good. I'm living like Larry, you know, doing the best I can with what I got. Sure. And we definitely want to uh, sing our praises to uh, Riccio for uh, securing those Beyonce tickets. Per. Don't talk to me. I am not like y'all commoners. I am the chosen one. Beyonce texted me personally, okay? She said, Alexis, do you want to go to the Chicago show? I said, why not? For you, B, for you. Why not? So, I love Alexis. (laughs) I love Recio. Alexis is Recio, for those of you who are new to the podcast. Um... But, and I'm happy for her, <laughs> but you know, I'm not, I, I keep checking my email. I ain't got no code. I ain't got no file. So, I just seen like a wave of people get into the Toronto show. Okay. So I feel like your email is on the way. You mean you did this just happened? Cause I thought you were about to tell us how you led up to securing your tickets. So you just oh, got what- an email? Yes, yes. Oh so I got an email yesterday that said I was on the wait list. Yes, and I me. was like, damn, not me. Not I you. I got like six copies of the album. I bought all these damn All singles. the shirts, all those all damn the boxes shirts, with all those the damn boxes. raggedy ass shirts. Okay. I got the fan. I got the blanket. I got the hoodie. I got the thick shirt. So I, Girl, I should have been first in line. Okay. But I was waitlisted. And so I had seen like people talking today, like, oh, like the waitlist group ain't getting in till like four. And I was like, dang, wow. this sucks. So at like 3.30, I had got this text. And luckily, I actually looked at my phone because otherwise I would have just like not looked at it till like 4 p.m. and probably wouldn't have gotten in the show that I got into. Saw it. Saw it was Beyonce. I said, OK, everything got stopped. Went. Got in the queue and the queue went very fast. Like I started at like 870, 
and I was in in like probably like two minutes. But the crazy part was people were taking my seats out of my hand. Like I would click something and it was gone. And I was like, oh, so I couldn't even like really play around and like think about the seats. I just had to click like the first two I could get in. That was the closest that I could afford and just hope for the best. And that's how we ended up in Chicago. Okay. Well, I need, I need to i need specifics so was the text really a text like because yes. you know i yes. how i am during the day how i'm not on my phone like that like i have pockets i get on ig for 10 minutes and then i'm gone for four hours it's legit it's literally a text it's a text my number was seven three seven six seven and it said you're off the wait list oh, shop shit. for tickets okay. to the beehive pre-sale powered by Ticketmaster verified fan and then it shows the show that you're getting into because th- those are the ones that we picked, right? Yes. It doesn't, okay. I don't even remember, like, the. I signed up for all the groups, so I don't remember which group this was in. And then at the end, it says, use your access code. You have to make sure that you use the email that was associated with the right. fan link and all that. Okay. Was there a limit on how many tickets you could buy? Because I'm assuming once I get in, first of all, I'm the friend <laughs> who has to buy the tickets up front. And then oh get, yeah, and recoup from yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there's no limit because I almost bought a few extra, but as they were like getting snatched from me, I was like, "All right, I just got to look out for." Yeah, the rest of these niggas got to fit for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry. That's not your so, problem. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Thank you for those details. Yeah. I have to go. I have to buy at least. two so three including me mm-hmm. and then probably two more i'm not looking forward to making that purchase so you know what when we get we get done with this recording i'm gonna follow up with folks and ask if they sending me money immediately yeah. or not and then we'll go from there because <laughs> was it something crazy was it what um was online oh uh, it was a little bit it was like half the price that was online but it's still higher than any other ticket price that she's probably ever had. Yay. And also what Bernie and I were talking about beforehand is like, it seems like the prices vary quite a bit from show to show. So like the tickets I got for Chicago are probably, I would say maybe 50% higher than they would be in some other places, like, I don't know, Minnesota or some shit. So, you know, take, take that, and use it accordingly depending on the show that you get into yeah those are the hot spots who's in minnesota like literally just the people that live there exactly (laughs) that's why i was trying to get into that kentucky show i think i i think i chose kentucky atlanta and what was my i think my third option was like was there a north carolina date probably there might yeah it was another southern location well, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll talk- see you next week. <laughs> now that we got that out the way. <laughs> so I was going I was considering going, but I don't I'm not a fan enough to have to jump through these hoops. Great album. Um plus I just bought a Peloton for my wife. So I mean, you gotta pick one or the other. Yeah. Now, does that mean she's not going or does that mean you're not going? Uh I'm definitely not going and I I know she's not the type of person that go through the headache of trying to secure tickets and a secure flight and then find someone to stay with. 
she's probably not gonna go either. Um, I don't like that. And why the hell is she not coming to a house? She don't got Beyonce. Don't got love for Ohio. Beyonce do got love for Ohio because she be at the Waffle House on Fifth Avenue after the shows. That's where she goes. So I don't know why she's acting brand new. Well, she must have been there one of them nights that got shot up because she said she's not coming back. Hello. Well. Um, but yeah, I just can't. Um, not it is a lot. I, I do miss the days where you could just get on Ticketmaster and it wasn't a fucking thing. To, and I'm talking about that's the goal to any show now. Every yes. show you're jumping through hoops to go see your faves, and it's and it's, who in the hell are these 13 million people that yeah. want these damn tickets? Resellers. Yeah, that's true. The bots. I'm in the wrong game. I need to be reselling. I'm gonna um, hang up with you guys and start my reselling podcast. Here. <laughs> right. Just go buy some stuff and flip it. That's uh, that's the that's America actually. So, um, but anyways, uh, let's talk about love language. Um, we had our first successful event. Um, R.I.P. Snapped because maybe the, maybe the name just wasn't working. But love language, all R&B party. We had the first. This past Friday at Marvin's. Uh, what'd you guys think of the event overall? Oh, sorry. Press the button. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Um, overall, I was pleased. I had a lot of fun. I thought we all brought something unique and different. It wasn't like we were all playing the same mm-hmm. thing. So I thought that was cool. Depending on what time you got there, you know, you could hear the different vibes. I thought the turnout um, was pretty cool because I had been in Marvin's um, like three weekends in a row and it was very light in there. So I was wondering, like, is this a thing? It's cold out, you mm-hmm. know, people not really with the shits. But I thought we had a good turnout. Um, and I've already already been talking to Marlon about how we can make the next love language better. And that does include chicken wings lady and gentlemen. chicken wings and bunt cake that was the announcement at the end i said it needs to be chicken wings and fries i said bro you don't have to have anything else on the menu chicken wings and fries. he was like well what about the people uh what about the pescatarians i'm like nigga okay, okay fried ch- girl fried shrimp fried chicken french fries and sheena gonna have them bunt cakes baby we lit <laughs> if they're pescatarian they need to just eat some fries and be all right if they're pescatarian they're probably not out that late Anyways, uh, I would uh, I would agree that it was a great turnout, especially because I saw some other event was canceled due to the weather, and I was like, "Am I missing something? Is this like a blizzard or something?" But I guess it just canceled because yeah. it was cold outside. That's wild. It was cold though. It was. But um, my only complaint is that people didn't get there early, so we're going to have to uh, encourage them to get there when it starts or earlier. So that they can have the full experience. Everybody really came like after 1030. No, everybody literally came at like 1130. I was like shocked at okay. people walking into the door at midnight. I was like, how did, how are the hours not listed correctly online? I was very confused. And I but you know, we were in the, we switched up the location at the bar though. So mm. Um, I didn't even really realize how many people was there until I got off because a lot of people were in the bar. Bar area, yeah. Which, uh, that's another thing. Um, I think if we uh, motivate people more to use that space to dance, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it started, 
Leon and Marlon was like, you want to move these tables and chairs out of here? And I was like, I don't know if that's necessary or not, but next time, for sure, yeah, move all those chairs and tables out because if you give somebody somewhere to sit, they will sit their ass down. So if we just limit that, I feel like it would be a better experience if people just stood up and enjoy themselves. Well, please know that I am not a part of the uh, labor crew that will be moving anything. <laughs> that is not my wheelhouse, so please don't expect anything from me. That's the responsibility of the venue. I'm just letting you know. I usually am a team player and will jump in where I need to. I will not be jumping in to move tables and chairs out of the room or back into the room. That's all good. Um, but what do you think about um, theme parties in general? Like like a, like a 70s theme, a 90s party? What, like what's your expectation as far as like sticking to the theme? Um are you upset if they don't stick to the theme or how do you feel about theme parties? Alexis, you like people it. don't really have the range to do it. I feel like a lot of people say like, Oh, I want to do a disco theme party. And it, the theme is literally like limited to the decorations because <laughs> people don't know disco or any other type of genre other than what they hear in the club a week ago. So, you know, I would love to go to a theme party and it stick to the theme and have a great time. But I know that even if I got the invite, I would expect for the outfits and only the decorations to follow the theme. Now, when you say people don't have the range, are you talking about the people playing the music or the people that came to the party? Well, both, because okay. I feel like it's also part of like the party goers to kind of hold up their end of the bargain too if they're going to a theme party so if you don't know for let's stick with the disco example like if all you know is the little you know point your uh, finger up and down <laughs> that little you know the emoji then you can only do that so many times before the dj probably switches to something else to actually get a reaction so it's a it's a two-way street yeah, I asked because I feel like a lot of that falls on the party goer because they come in, they're like, they got their little outfits and then they want to hear Gucci Mane um, at a 70s party. And when you won't play Gucci Mane, then they will make sure their whole section or their whole party doesn't move until you play something mm -hmm. they want to hear. Now you got two and three sections of people looking at you like you stupid with six heads waiting for you to play a song um, or leave. So uh, I would agree that it's both the people playing the music and the people there. A lot of times the people there, they just want a theme to them is strictly like you said, decorations and outfit. They want to hear what they want to hear once they're there. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because that takes us to our next topic. Uh-oh. Look at me making segues. <laughs> A professional, honey. So um, there was some buzz going around last weekend about uh, some, some stuff that was posted on Instagram. And a couple of DJs basically said, like, there two posts, two posts in particular. One was basically like, stop fucking making requests at parties. Let me work. And the other one was, 
That request shit is dead, even for other DJs. Don't come ask me to play a song just because you're a DJ. And I'm like, thumbs up to both of those. So I wanted to make a longer point about why we don't take requests as DJs and why your requests are tacky. Um, So I basically said that, you know, it's selfish and inconsiderate when you uh, make a request that doesn't fit what is exactly is going on and you want to hear it and you're demanding and you feel entitled Mm -hmm. to hear whatever you want to hear because you don't consider everybody else in the crowd. So to expand on that, um, like you said, like people are, are so entitled that if they don't hear their request and they want to stand there and make a mean face and not have a good, like some people are just determined to not have a good time because they're not getting their way, mm-hmm. which is childish as fuck. So how do you feel about getting requests in general? Me personally, I do not mind requests if they make sense. Um, I like to play music for people because I like to see them happy and jovial and enjoying the atmosphere. So if I can play a song that's going to get you where you need to go for the night, love that for you. Um, Like I said, it's just when the event is advertised as an all R&B party. I've only been playing R&B and then I get a request for trap music. Love trap music. Mm Have nights where I play it all night, but this is specifically, you know, this is what's going on this evening. Can't can't do that for you. I'm I'm so fucking accommodating, y'all. My customer service is so on point. Okay, I've actually told party goers, "Hey, I'm not playing that tonight." But do you have a if it, you know it was an R&B party? I'm talking about specifically. You got an R&B song you want to hear? I'll, I'll get it up for you next. Like that's how accommodating I am. You still get folk that are un- ungrateful. So, but overall, I don't mind requests um as long as people are like respectful uh in their retort or the way they approach me i'm good to go that's me if i'm fucking up the game for the rest of y'all djs (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's me though i feel like i'm very accommodating for like especially if it's a private party like for the guest of honor or if it's like a public event whoever booked me like, I'm not going to tell you no, right? But I definitely had an experience a couple of weeks ago where, like, everybody was on the same page except for the guests of honor. And that was, like, really tripping me out because it was quite literally, like, a club-themed party. And the guests of honor wanted to play, like, Tyler the Creator and Steve Lacey and like it was like not meshing and I would play the things they wanted and then the rest of the group was like what the hell is this and then I would play something that the group wanted they would turn up and the guest of honor would be like yeah cut this and I was like okay how do we how do we all get on the same page here so I feel like that was probably like the most difficult but for the most part like there's never a point where you're gonna make everybody happy unless like everybody's on the same page yeah um but i i mean i do try to be accommodating i feel like that was just like the most crazy like piece of chaos i've ever experienced as a dj what about you burn um so kind of what i said on instagram is that i'm a creative and not a utility for the most part so like let me work like 
I'm not here. Like I'm not the cook at the restaurant here to make the food exactly the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Like you here to experience me and I'm here to tell a story for everybody, not just mm-hmm. you and your 10 friends, but everybody, 200, 2000 people in the club. I'm here to make a great experience for the majority. Cause like, like you said, um, there's not too many songs that everybody's going to like at the same time and everybody want to hear at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you got to serve towards the majority. Also, um, people don't realize that making a request is just that. It's a request. It's not mm-hmm. a demand or a command because I don't take none of them either. Mm-hmm. So if you request a song, I might work it in. I might not. And the only exceptions to kind of what Riccio was saying was if it's a private party um, and and for like a wedding, I'll, I'll take requests directly from the bride and groom or whoever they tell me to make take requests from. Nobody else. And for the most part, uh, most bride and grooms were like, no, don't let anybody make requests. We hired you to do your thing. Please don't let nobody in the crowd with poor taste come up here and interrupt that. Same thing for birthday parties. Like, I'm here for your birthday. So whatever you want to hear, I don't, I like like you you paying me to provide, in this instance, a service for you. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I don't mind requests in that instance. But even then, they're like, well, I hired you because I want to hear you do your thing and not mm-hmm. you know just put a playlist on. So that, that's really the name of the game is that like crowd goers don't understand what our assignment is as DJs. There's plenty of times in our bar where we were told specifically not to play certain songs. Mm-hmm. And people come up and ask. And then what kills me is the why. Like, <laughs> oh, I, my God. Yes. Don't why me. Like, like if I say I can't play something, I don't have time to talk to you for two or three minutes over right. me. I'm trying to work. And you're not going to respect what I'm about to say anyway. So just take my no as a no and get to stepping. And don't ask me for no fucking request when you're about to leave. Because you're not about to contribute to this party no more. You're not about to buy a drink. Right. You're not about to dance. You're not about to turn up. you actually putting your coat on. Why would I interrupt what I'm doing to play a song for you when you're about to be out the door? Can you play this song before we leave? No, no negative. You can hop right in the car and turn that bitch right on. Right. Like, you, and you can play about? it on loop. You can play right. it at whatever volume. You can even pause it and scream over it like I'm about to do. You can you can play DJ. All the things. So, yeah, request is just, uh, um, I think, um, like I said, it's just uh, a product of social media and um, streaming services. That one, mm-hmm. I feel like social media is uh, giving people empowerment to their opinions. Because you, uh, if you log on to Facebook right now, there's somebody telling you something about a restaurant or a movie that nobody asked them for. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about your opinion about this food or what you saw or your music. And if you combine that with people making playlists and they share it and somebody likes it, now they think they're a DJ. Cool. So hop on these turntables. I'm going to watch you put the wrong song on and sweat for three mm-hmm. minutes while you figure out what to play while everybody's looking at you. And not just that, but like the transition part, like just because you make a request and I acknowledge that, okay, I got you. It don't mean I'm about to play it right now. I have to work it in. If I'm in a pocket, I'm going to stay in that pocket as long as it works. And then I'll work your stuff in. If I'm not going from 120 to 70, it's not happening. It's not happening. I had to... um kind of turned up on somebody at a gig me and burn had uh was it two fridays ago because she came up to me and asked me to play uh mona leo and oh yeah yeah that's crazy. and i think glorilla yeah. and so what i'll usually say 
to not give the impression that I'm playing whatever the request is next. I'll say, if I can find a way to work it in, I got you. Or, I'll, you know, mm -hmm. I'll work it in is what I was what how I usually respond. And child, I think me and Burn might have switched. And then when it came back to me, she came up to me again. <laughs> and I was not pleasant in my response to her because you did not you're not putting the cash in my hand this evening. Right. Let me do what I fucking do. I told you I'm going to make it work. I will. In that, in that particular instance, I told her that I had her and that wasn't to get her out my face. That was because I, I already planned on getting in that bag. It's a bag that I get in every time I DJ. It's, you know what I mean? Um, but I just had to learn. You can't keep coming up. You don't. I. You should not feel like you have access to me to keep coming up to me to say anything to me other than can I get you a beverage? Okay. <laughs> Outside of that. Go back down there and be drunk and get the fuck out my face. So um, it really depends. But coming up to me asking me 30 times, um, yeah, that's not gonna do it. I also don't appreciate there's been nights when like the demographic is like all over the place, right? So you're trying mm -hmm. to catch you're trying to catch a vibe because you got these guys over here, them over there, and they're all on something different. But you mm -hmm. got the one nagging ass person that keeps coming in with a request. Cool. Let me try it because maybe this is a song that maybe everybody does. This will get the whole collective going. I play it and then you sitting there. Not not turning up, not singing along. You're giving me absolutely nothing. So what am I playing the song for? Right. Cause you want me to stop what I'm doing to play the song you like, so I would like to see some back, some backflips, some cartwheels, some, you know what I mean, some A's, <laughs> something, something, <laughs> give me something. So I'm leaving here with something, something, very much you, something. Let me tell you what I used to do. Somebody come up and ask me for a song, I'm like, you sure? Are you sure you want this song? They say, yeah. Call and them I out. Stop the music and be like, this person right here is asking for this song. So if it don't work, blame this person right here. <laughs> and I'll play it, and they always be embarrassed because the shit didn't work. Oh, my goodness. And I heard this on, the, on, another, on another podcast, and I'm not going to do it because I'm going to have to kill somebody. But um, the next time somebody put their phone, their phone, in, uh, phone in my face, I'm going to just take it and cash out myself some money. Because why are you... You know, writing a text and holding it up like this. Like, if you don't get that fucking phone on my face. Now, if I grab it and threw it, I'd be a dickhead, right. right? But don't, like, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to work. Once again, it's the entitlement. Yeah. Uh, the solution is if you don't like what a... Oh, yeah, somebody commented on, on my uh, Instagram. Right? They said, y'all DJs be needing help sometimes. True. There's some trash-ass DJs out there. I guarantee you, you making that one request is not going to make them better. So if you don't like them, <laughs> you're not the coach. If you don't like them, go up to the uh, bar owner, promoter, or whatever, and say, "Hey, this DJ is trash." If they hear, I'm not here next time. Make the right complaints. Um, mm -hmm. Other comments I had from other DJs was like, "Shit, like I'll, I'll take the request. You just gotta pay me." Cool, that's them, and I ain't knocking nobody's hustle. I'm not a jukebox, and and you don't own me. So there's, there better be three characters in that number you bought to pay me if you were trying to pay me for a request and even then if it's certain requests i'm still not playing because my integrity and my music selection is way worth way more than any money you can put in my pocket we used however to these beyonce tickets need to be paid for so you can pay me if and you that's on period uh we used to get them come outside we ain't gonna jump you looks at our <laughs> bar when they finally decided hey we gotta cut you know, is basically every night at one point had just became like R&B, basically. 
and the party goers were not too happy about that and it's like all right well we're just like we're telling them to push back on the venue i think those are definitely conversations that we got to have with the promoters like hey we need some help out here you kind of leaving us out to dry right because you know you're promoting hey come out have a good time but you're giving me i have these limitations i can't step outside this box right and now i got people looking at me like i'm crazy because i can't play the songs they want to hear so it, it's just you know, that communication between the DJs and the people prom- promoting the party, the venue, whatever like that. Speaking of venues. Come on, venue. Um, Come on, I'm the Segway queen this evening, okay? And this is not about <laughs> any venue in particular because we love all of our black-owned businesses. Um, I just have a recommendation is that if you have all sections and no dance floor, people aren't going to dance. You're making it hard on the DJ. Um, I think in general, um, sections and bottle service has uh, killed DJing and hip hop because no more songs are made um, for dancing. It's all about flossing and how much money I got Mm -hmm. and all the stuff you would do in a section. So you can uh, post your Instagram story and all that. How do you guys feel about sections and bottle service DJing? Um, how I feel about sections is I'm a girl and I wear heels, so I don't mind them. I like to I like to be seated at times because my feet be hurting. As mm-hmm. a person that plays music in a venue, um, sometimes I find it challenging because I I believe the purpose is for me to get you know people up and moving around, enjoying themselves, and a lot of times they stay you know seated so they can get a flick off or a story mm-hmm. off or, you know, things like that. So sometimes I don't know, is it like, did I bomb tonight or just was the vibe that everybody was just going to sit on the couch and, right. you know, enjoy their libations um, and uh, their IG uh, reels and stories. Yeah. You definitely have to strike a balance and that is all on the venue. Like, you have to know the type of vibe you're trying to create. And so if you got to flip the room, then you got to flip the room. And I feel like that is the marker of a good venue that is versatile. Like you could have a dinner party or you could have, you know, a club like type of event. As long as, you know, you got the, I guess, manpower and vision to be able to do that. I wonder too, like back to my communication point that I made on the previous topic is that just a conversation that we need to have with the promoters and the in in the venue owners like mm-hmm. what are your expectations of me because right now the most excitement I'm seeing in places is people yelling their favorite parts to the top of their lungs but like mm-hmm. nobody's getting up to boogie like that mm-hmm. those days seem behind us and that was a complaint that i made about beyonce's album earlier is everybody was talking about how they love this album and they can't wait to hear it in the clubs and then we play it in the clubs and nobody's doing anything mm-hmm. so i i do wonder you know if that's a to circle back around to what i was originally saying i'm sorry just you know having that conversation with these owners like hey is the are we trying to get people up and moving or are we are we just setting like a vibe, like, mm-hmm. and we don't care if if they get a we we it's cool if they stay seated as long as the bottles keep coming out, right, right. So mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with Chuck. Big shout out to Chuck, that's my guy. Um, he was saying from a business aspect, 
the bottle service is uh, amazing. They're making money hand over fist, but it is killing the dance floor. And he made, he made note to mention that that's why you fuck with orange soda and hips because um, those are really the the last parties you can go to in the area where you, it's not, it's not bottle service. It's not VIP. It's you come to dance or go home. Yeah. And so um, I, I will say, I think the only song really is the Lil Uzi song. That's the only song that's made in recent time that give people the actual dance. And I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure that wasn't made for the bottle service clubs, but it works for some reason. So. But what happens? You play it and then when it goes off, what do they do? They right, go back right. to standing there. And, what you about to transition to? Soldier Boy? Keep them yeah. dancing? Even. <laughs> I feel like, and maybe y'all can speak <laughs> so, on this. But I feel like the the twerk music don't even work no more. Like women Not don't really, really be, know. And maybe because there's no dance floor in the venue that we're pro- the venue that we're probably all talking about. It's because there's no dance floor. Um, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Do the twerk music? I just I see people get up and do a little one two and then they sit back down. So. Right, they do the little ah, you're not about to catch me on camera after they do a little pop or two, and then that's that. Let me that ah, let me stop. Like, let me stop. Let me stop. That's another thing. Um, this is maybe Columbia specific, and I don't know if y'all y'all caught it or not, but um, the young lady that was at Love Language that wasn't from Columbus that uh that Bree knew, um, it was obvious to me. That she wasn't from Columbus, because she was there to have a good time. She wasn't worried about who's looking at her or if she was being too loud or whatever. Every song she had a reaction to it, and I feel like that's a that's a thing for people out of town. But for some people in Columbus, I think they're just too cool to have. Is that a good the girl time. that was sitting next to her when I walked in? Yeah, with the jean outfit on. Okay, with the with the denim. Okay, yeah, yeah. the Canadian um, tuxedo. She. She must have been having a good time because I met her when I came in. Then I didn't even see her again until she was leaving. And she just was talking about how much fun she had. And then she did. So, yeah, she was turned up. So, I don't know. Like, I like to play music for people that dance and people mm-hmm. that have a good time or, you know, just dance in your seat or just drink or something. Like, do some kind of interaction. I don't like people that get dressed to come look cute in the club and don't want to sweat, don't want to turn up. Um, act like they afraid to, and then and then they look down on other people that are having a good time. Like, 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 what did you hear for? Like, right. Treat happens. treat the venues in your city like you would a venue that's out of town, because y'all are more willing to like just go be free out of town, and you can have that same experience here if you just tilt your nose down a little bit. That's so funny because, uh, burn for your birthday. Um, you were playing a Beyonce song. This was in October of last year. And we, it was like three or four of us that was just doing, like losing our minds. And I looked over and there was a whole table of women looking at us like we were fucking, like we had 10 heads apiece. I saw that. <laughs> and I was just like, this is such a feel good record. How, first of all, how are y'all not up in, yeah. in 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 this moment with us? And then why are you like we weren't doing anything crazy? We literally were just acting like singing. we had microphones and singing. Yeah. Um. And so, but like that's the thing. It's like, well, we're gonna look at the people who are enjoying themselves like they're nuts. 
And I'm like, there's probably one of y'all that was sitting at that table that wanted to get up because, but because the other three, you know what I mean? Was looking Mm -hmm. at us like we had an issue. She was like, well, I guess I'm going to just say stay seated with the rest of them. I just thought that was so odd. I'm like, it's such good music. Like, how could you be, how could you be frowning? How are you not at least smiling at this black girl magic? Right. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like, oh, they're crazy. Like, come on now. To extend our Beyonce uh, segment of this episode, I just want to say that that there's sounds on there for literally everybody. So mm-hmm. I can't see how you would not enjoy that album or think of it as anything less than a classic that it is because, like I said, there's stuff there for everybody. Um, Real yeah, quick, they- what's y'all's top three Beyonce albums? Oh, oh, come on! Mm-hmm. This is this is not this is think fast. Four, top- Dangerously in Love, and Renaissance. In what order? Uh, Dangerously in Love, Renaissance 4. Minus 4? In order. Minus 4, Renaissance, and um, Beyonce. Mine is, in order, Renaissance, subtitled, B-Day. 4, for me, is that girl. I don't need all the singing. I don't. I really don't. I don't. I, and I love her singing. I didn't. I didn't need that. I. I loved everything else. But you know, what's, what's your the least? worst album? Sasha Fierce. That is not a bad to say. I am motherfucking Sasha Fierce. Now she got like a couple, like Sweet Dreams. That's a, like a top ten Beyonce record to me. The era was more iconic than the actual album. But the album is awful. Well, it's not awful. Yeah. Sorry, forgive me. Don't fight me, friends. It's not awful. It's just, it's not, it's the last one in her discography. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the worst Jay-Z album. The worst Jay-Z album is better than a lot of people's albums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am Sasha Fierce. I just, um, I can't, um, uh, I know a lot of people want to fight me that um, Lemonade isn't in my top three, but I was just in a different space when that came out, so it didn't hit me the same like it hit other people. Lemonade's not in my top three. You what? I've never heard it. Oh. What? How? So oh, I mean. when it came out and I f- found what the subject matter was, I was like, this is not really for me. And then, I mean, I've heard a couple, like the song with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the other You've song? You've heard Hold Up. Hold, I've heard Hold Up. But I haven't heard the album. Sorry. Oh, maybe. I, okay. Well, so I haven't heard the album front to back. I'm okay. sure I've heard, but you've heard half it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. the first time I ever heard the how the album in its entirety, we went and seen that tour in Pittsburgh, and it was on the drive to Pittsburgh. I hadn't even heard the album full length <laughs> until we were on our way to see it. I was going through a rough time during that time, so there were certain things I wasn't listening to because yeah. I knew that I would have those feelings if I listened to it ten years from now. That's just the way my I'm, my composition sense. is that's the way I'm made up so yeah I just I couldn't I went to the concert had an amazing time I sang to all the songs that I did know but yeah I just didn't really didn't give Lemonade the chance that I should have gave it when it actually dropped Lemonade deserves out, better uh, 2016 what was I doing I, I, I didn't listen to Solange when that dropped either I was going the first one wait, which oh. one um Crane's in the Sky See the table, classic. See at the table, yes. I'm sorry, but I'm a Solange fan. Like, 
I'm talking Hadley. So lover, I just was in a different place in my life. I couldn't uh, listen to it at that time, but I am familiar now. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a 444 person. Love it. So I was listening to that, which I think came out like a year after. I listened um, to that late, but once I got hit to it and listened to it, I could. There was like a whole summer I could not stop listening to it. Yeah, because he's really like being vulnerable. And we were just talking about this today. Like, do you want to hear another Jay Z album? Yes, I want to hear all the corporate shit he's doing and of <laughs> ways to make money and you know dodging the the, the, the haters in the corporate world. I want to hear all that. So why not? Who was talking about that? You and Alexis? Oh uh, no, it was. Uh, I think it was someone on Twitter or something. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I do really love That's one of my albums that I have downloaded so I can hear it when I'm on a flight. What Which y'all's artists that y'all have downloaded for flights? Um, All the albums that I consider classic, I have downloaded, like Astroworld, A Sea at the Table. Um, um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Those for sure. I have... Take care. Oh, I have Drake, Beyonce, Rihanna, Jay Z, Sunday Service Choir, and I think Damn and Kendrick. Yeah. Mm. Those I, are all. I got Dream, Miguel, Beyonce. Okay. And I'll do like a rotating spot. We're going to keep this real light, just real, real basic questions. Uh, a lot of DJ technical yeah. questions too, because that's that's what we're here for. Um, this yeah. is don't fret, and not on camera is Recio. These are two amazing uh, women DJs here from Columbus, Ohio. Hello, hi, ladies. Hey, hey, hi. happy to have hi. you. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. First question: mm-hmm. Top three Beyonce albums in order. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, B Day. Beyonce, uh, I'm going to say, dang, I don't know if it's Lemonade or, it's a tie between Lemonade or Renaissance, but I know B-Day is my, my favorite of all. And you know what, y'all, I like, I I, said, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I, I just like talk your shit, Beyonce. I like Beyonce, that's just like, yeah. I'm that bitch, leave me alone, whatever, whatever. You know, she going through something, I like that, Beyonce. So that's why B-Day works for me. I said Beyonce and I meant to say B Day. I said Beyonce, didn't I, y'all? Yeah. You did. No, B Day is that girl. So, yes. Okay. B Day is okay. that girl. Yes. So, um, B Day, we're all on the same page except for Burn. Yes. And yes. we all agree the worst album is. Sasha Fierce. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. That was a little too pop for me. I couldn't get into it. Okay. okay. We're on the same page. This is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all like. I, I'm not really, don't fight. I know the girls like the Tessel, okay? Don't fight me. <laughs> but I'm not really ballet Beyonce. And there's a lot of ballads on that one, right? Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm a B-Day girl. If I got to choose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to turn a, up. Alarm, you know Here what I'm saying? Freaking dress, kitty cat, you know. Oh, that, that's even, even the songs I like on Renaissance, like, it's it's heated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, heated. move. Like, it's all the... I'm with my girls and we all need space. You know, it's it's just very um and then what's the other one? What's the other one? I'm drawing a blank. Oh Lord, album drawing a damn blank that album. I'm like, what's the other one? What's the other one? Not plastic um, so Vir- Virgo's groove. Virgo's groove. Yeah, I, like, I like the other one. It. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smell a crack in it, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, this is going to be an amazing interview. I'm very, I was already <laughs> excited, but I'm really excited now. We're all on the same page. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> um, let me give you your proper intro. Um, we have a very special guest here on our podcast, um, live from L.A., DJ extraordinaire, Aisha Irene. How are you doing? Hey, girl. Welcome. I'm great. I'm tired. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm tired, but I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um. So we normally start off with not the Beyonce question, but two questions that we ask everybody. One question I don't think you're going to have a problem with. But uh, the first question is, um, what was your original DJ name, if not what you currently call yourself? Honestly, it is this. Um, I don't want to I don't want to do a loaded answer because it might be answers to other questions, but it was always just my name. I, I think I just felt like. um for branding purposes that made more sense, you know, if I decided to do, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do five to 10 years from now. I don't know if I just felt, feel compelled to write a book, you know what I mean? And so it was just like, you know, let's just keep it my name because it, everybody that knows me knows I'm a music lover, you know what I mean? So it, this is just who I am, you know? Mm, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I had some embarrassing first names, but we're not going to get to that. Um, <laughs> I want to hear them. Wait, wait a minute now. Hold on. You got I'm, you got to let me know at least one of the names. Only if somebody else goes first. Mine is always <laughs> my my name currently. I never right, my name is my name. Uh, what was it? <laughs> I thought I thought I remember something else. You don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um I don't even know. Oh no, I'm sorry. Well, let me take it back. I didn't have a different name. The origins of my DJ name is what's funny because when I was in college, my real, my first name is Ernest, and that's not a cool name. And so they were trying to give me a nickname, and everybody just called me Ern Burn. So when I started DJing, <laughs> it's DJ Burn. That's why it's spelled the way it is and not the traditional way because it's uh, Ern Burn. One of my friends thought it meant Black Ernest. I don't know where he got that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that's where my name came from. Um, the second question is, can you tell us about your most embarrassing moment as a DJ? Mm, I have two. Okay. Um, the first one I was doing, this is like one of my first gigs. I, I, I was doing a gig and it was a Grammy party for Morehouse College back in 2018 or 19. Okay. And um, I, I was using a computer that didn't have a lot of RAM mm -hmm. space left or whatever. Cause it was like my personal computer and I decided to DJ, but I wasn't ready to buy a, a computer dedicated to DJing. And so um, I was DJing and it froze on me in the middle of the party. Mm. And um, I just played like damsel in distress. Like I didn't know what was going on. I was like, Oh my God, what happened? you know, just acting like, I, but I knew the computer was, you know, um, I, let me tell you, I bought a computer the next day. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I can't have this happen. Um, and then the second one, I just did a kid's sweet 16 oh. like a week ago. <laughs> and that was really challenging because I don't know if you saw my rant on Instagram, but basically, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was really challenging. I don't know if it was embarrassing because they, they probably had a really good time, but it was challenging because, you know, again, we have we only had three channels growing up, three channel outlets, you know what I'm saying? MTV, BT, and your local radio. Mm -hmm. 
So we were all on the same page for the most part. And then if, you know, if, sorry, got a phone call coming through. If your song popped in Ohio, then it probably made it to 106 and Park at some point. So we were aware of whatever y'all's song was. You know what I'm saying? You were aware of what was going on in L.A. They have the Internet, you know, so that was that was uh, don't ask me to do no more team parties. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, and then it was and, and the DJing is fun for me. Right. So it's like I want to be able to dance and enjoy myself and what I'm playing. And so to just take requests for a whole four hours straight and not know any of the songs and nor did I even want to keep the songs. Right. I mean, even the parents was just like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, so I, no, yeah, that was a lot for me. <laughs> um, I did a uh, homecoming for the first time this past fall. And luckily like uh, somebody, my wife is related to uh, goes is a student there. So she gave me a playlist of a hundred mm-hmm. songs. I, I was good to go. <laughs> Uh, but if I didn't have that, yeah, I, yeah, nice. I, I wouldn't know what to do. And then um, for Let those me, events, I try to set up requests because I'm like, I can just go on title real quick and pull it up. Um, that's what I clean. did. So yeah, no, I what, had a- um, what songs? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, Burn. What songs? Give me like one song on there that you didn't know, but you're like, okay, I, I like this. This is cool. Oh, um, I don't know the name of it, but it's uh, it's Latin music. It was something real fast, and I literally had nice. it, it's not even like a like a artist I recognize. I, something I just typed in, it came up. I listened to it in the headphones real quick. I'm like, whatever. I Ooh, played it. They okay. went crazy, and I wish I knew because I was like, this guy like a like I could listen to this at the gym maybe, but I I, I don't <laughs> even know what song it was, so I can't even go back and reference it. Gotcha. The power of TikTok. That's what it is, really. TikTok. Yeah. Is, uh, can we talk about how? All of these artists are now releasing like sped up versions of their song because of TikTok. Yeah. You said they're they're now singing sped up versions? They're like releasing sped up versions. So like what is are it? They? Adorn that just went like viral. I had yeah. like it was like a new single on my title, like suggested for you. And I'm like, this ain't new, but it was a sped up version. Okay, they really adorn the hell alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like that. Look, now, look I'm, I'm literally looking on title right now because I'm like, wait a minute, there's a different version? That's I don't crazy. like that. Uh-uh. I didn't realize that That's was a crazy. thing until um, just like you, Rizio, um, they said there was a new song for you, Scissor Kill Bill. I'm like, I got this already. And I right. played it. Oh. It was a sped up version. Yeah, it's Sure Thing. Sped up. Sure Thing. You see that? Yes. yes. Wow. I'm not even gonna go looking for that. I'm actually I'm gonna block that. Actually, that's the type of <laughs> yeah, right. I don't need in my life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's triggering. <laughs> so, um, you just came off of a busy weekend. I definitely wanted to ask you about um, mm-hmm. Grammy Week. Um, about the um events you worked and the events you attended. Like, how were the events that uh-huh. you worked? Uh, can you give me some details about those? I actually didn't work any Grammy oh, yeah. events this weekend. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because. It, you know, this whole weekend, everyone was calling me like, where you at? I ain't seen you. And I never, I never, I worked in corporate entertainment, but I never worked in the music business. And so I'm not connected to that scene in a way of getting booked for stuff. Although I did the Morehouse mm-hmm. party, but that's because my brother-in-law went there and that was his, you know, his thing. And that's mm-hmm. how I got that party. Um, and I was going to do their party again this year, but they ended up not doing the party because they couldn't even find a venue because LA was just so crazy this weekend. Like, because it's been three years. Right. Um, so I didn't do any parties. I did the other Academy this weekend. I did the Academy of motion pictures, AKA the Oscars. I did their museum. They had a a black history month event. 
which That's is literally around the corner from everything that was happening Grammy related. Oh, nice. Um, so now I'm tapped in with them. So maybe Period. we can talk about maybe we talk about Oscars, <laughs> something like that later. So yeah, I didn't I didn't do any Grammy parties. I just attended everything or some things. Um, what was the best event you attended? So I. I kind of stayed under the radar for the most part. Like I didn't go to no Spotify party. I didn't go to Amazon. I didn't go to the anything that I felt like I wouldn't get into or would spend too much time outside trying to make phone calls. I didn't do that. I did mostly like meetings and stuff to build clientele for things and down the road or had somebody meet me at a place because they were in town. Like, hey, let's kill two birds with some come over here. Um, then I went to the Roots Jam session. So that was probably the highlight the only the main party that i did or or grammy thing that i went to um i was backstage (laughs) so that was fun uh met jazzy jeff um too short period um you know just hum i said period (laughs) yeah you know just just ran into you know like quest love knows who i am because you know from meeting him in the past and stuff so it was nice to say hi to him and Mm. you know met thundercat so so that was super dope and just to be on stage and the artistic was djing that so that was super Mm -hmm. dope to see him on stage, um, rocking the crowd. He rocked it. Um, and then I went to uh, Brian Michael Cox's Grammy brunch yesterday morning honoring uh, D-Nice. So that was fun. I met Brian Michael Cox, you know, from DJing because he DJs too. And I've known D-Nice for 10 years. So that was super dope just to see them and, and all my homies that were in town that went to that too. That's what's up. Um, sounds like a fun-filled weekend. Though. Right. It was. Still, it was still fun. Yeah. I, I. I can't even imagine all my friends that did like three and four gig uh, events in a day. Like I. I didn't have that kind of energy. Oh, I did stop by the Rock Nation listening party, not the brunch, the mm-hmm. listening party for one of their artists. Um, on Thursday, that was dope. Met Guru there. Um, that was cool too. Dope, dope, dope. So yeah. let's get into your uh, career here. Um, <laughs> I tried to do my Googles because I didn't want to come in conversation not knowing anything but i didn't want to read too much and then uh, because i want to hear from you so how long have you been djing uh five years come april five years okay Mm -hmm. um and i read about how you got into djing but i i want you to talk about um what made you decide to be a dj yeah um my dad is actually a dj so i used to help him when I was younger, I, I used to just sit and just go through all his albums. It, he'd come, you know, looking for stuff and then it'd be rearranged because I had been thumbing through it, looking at the album artwork, stuff like that. But I used to, you know, by the time I got in high school, like I would just get on, you know what I mean? And I was DJing my brother's Sweet 16 on, on the Microsoft Zoom at the time. Like, I don't even think <laughs> I realized I did his whole party. And so, you know, I used to get on with my dad would go to the bathroom just when he didn't feel like it. And all my siblings could DJ if they wanted to. Like if they, you know, we're all musically inclined like that because of my dad. And my dad did it as a hobby. You know, he didn't do it um, full time. He did it because and it was it was expensive back then, too. Right. So, you know, it was he had the techniques, you know, he had, you know, all the vinyls you're giving. He's giving them to me. You know what I mean? So, um I used to help him when I was younger. And I, I I think too, there wasn't a lot of women doing, there were a few, Beverly Bond and Spinderella and stuff like that. But I don't think it was something I thought about, you know, it was always subconscious. But anyway, um, I worked in corporate entertainment. I used to work at Revolt TV. Uh, I used to work at uh, Sony Pictures Television. And then I uh, was com- one of Comet's personal assistants for a brief second. And um, 
well, before that happened, I was working at Sony. And when I left Sony, I was in between jobs. And I was like, shoot, I can pay this rent. I'm in LA. And um, it was the anniversary of hip hop. And I was online and they had the Google Doodle. And I was looking for jobs. And all of a sudden, I had a burst of energy because I was playing around with the Google Doodle. And I was like, oh, I could do that. I could do that at least until I find another job. You know what I mean? I, I got to figure this out. And so um, I called all my DJ homies and... Um, you know, it was hard for them to meet up with me because they were booked. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I was like, shoot, I got to I got to move back in with my parents. Like I moved back in with my parents. This ain't my parents place. It's my place. But <laughs> I moved back in with my parents. <laughs> um, uh, 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. bought all my equipment because I wanted to learn how to set it up myself and keep my own money. I didn't want to rent anything. Um, and then I took a class at Scratch because I was like, show me the buttons. Show me how to properly do these things. And um, I sat I went to Starbucks every day, Monday through Friday, like I had a job. So I would go there. I would go to the gym. I would go to Starbucks about 10 o'clock and I would sit there and organize my library. And then I would write down everything I wanted to do from a business standpoint as a DJ. Like, but I have a marketing degree. So, you know, this is all coming into play, right? I have a marketing and PR degree. So, um, you know, I wrote down like every brand I want to work with, every dream gig I wanted to do. I wrote down all of my connects that I had already. Um, and then by that was in January, 2018. And then by the time, uh, Earth Day came in April, I was, I did my first gig at a farmer's market. Um, but I also knew that I didn't, I, I, I knew how competitive it was to get into the nightclub here. Like I had walked into a club, like, oh, I'm a DJ. And it was like, girl, girl bye. bye. Everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 right. 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 And then I'm in Los Angeles on top of that. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, all right, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go the corporate route because I'm also over 30, you know what I mean? And I didn't know if I wanted to be in the nightclub all night like that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and I took a lot of free gigs too. I did a lot of backyard, you know, baby showers. I still do all that stuff, you know what I mean? But I, I, I did mostly mobile DJing and, you know, my friends would let me DJ their events for their brands or companies and they might not have had any money to pay me. It was gift cards, you know what I'm saying? But you know, being able to post it on Instagram and, and flex that, you know what I'm saying, led to, you know, the bigger opportunities, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and stop me if I'm going too far, or if these oh, are no. cutting into your other questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then, you know, the pandemic hit and, you know, DJing online helped a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I think I was a myth at some point where people were like, well, shit, I ain't never seen her DJ nowhere but she's getting these gigs. And so when I was DJing online, it was like, oh shit, okay, she's she's good. She's decent, whatever. Um, and, and you know, Instagram played a big part, you know what I'm saying, marketing yourself, you know, and that's what I what I do and what I did do, you know, to get where I'm at. I, uh, um, I do want to say, I had you on here so you can say that specifically so they can hear that. Because I'm trying yeah. to push them to be more present on social media. Because yeah. oh, I know... Yeah. Being uh being women and being DJs, being black women, um, marketing um, is pivotal, and I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of people will, uh, you know, book you just based off that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've had people book me just because I was pretty, and they go, oh, "Shit, she's actually good," and I and I and I find that offensive. I'm like, "Damn, you really just booked me just because <laughs> I had my legs showing on a, you know what I mean?" So. <laughs> But you know what I mean? As women, hey, you may have to use that to your advantage. I'm not saying be naked because I'm not naked on my page. You know what I'm saying? But like Instagram is, is you, you can't beat it. I think 
I think D-Nice is probably, and I told him this, I was like, you're going to go down the history books of DJing, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just the pandemic, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. see- you know, he, he knows how important it is to market himself. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's like once he blew up, he went and got a stylist. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he understood the importance of I need to look a certain way. I need to carry myself a certain kind of way. I need to promote myself a certain kind of way. You know, you can't you can't do any business without marketing. Yeah. That's a fact. Anything. Yeah. Um, you said the first gig was a farmer's market, right? Yeah. Yeah. What equipment were you using? Uh, Roland DJ 505. Um, and then two tops, they were like some Samsonite. Some, I don't even remember the brand, the brand or whatever. I bought them at Guitar Center. Um, and, um, the, the, the DJ that trained me at, uh, at, um, why am I going to blank on the school? Yes. Scratch Academy. He was like, ah, oh, get the rolling, get the rolling. It's new, you know, Da-da-da. it's got the beat machine. Asked me if I've ever used the beat machine. I have not used the beat machine on the day <laughs> rolling DJ Bob. And that was my reason of buying it too. But um, that was my, that was my first equipment. Um, So typically, I mean, in my experience, my first equipment was a bad choice. So I couldn't wait to get the second <laughs> setup. So what was the second setup? Pioneer 1000 SRT. Um, and then I have so, I have a Rev one I just bought too, just as a backup because it was taking so long to get the one thousand. Um, oh, and then I, I have turntables too. I have um, I bought a lot of this stuff during the pandemic with that unemployment. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I bought, listen, listen. I was like, you know what? This is gonna be the easiest money I ever make. Let me okay. let me let me invest in all this stuff. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, I got I'm jumping all over the place. I'm, that's fine. Um, I, when the pandemic hit, I had a job. Okay. I did have a job. Okay. So I started DJing 2018. I was booked all summer, family and friends, every baby shower, whatever. Holidays came January hit. And it was like, whoa, what happened? And and my DJ friends were like, we got a dry season. I said, well, bitch, I need a job. That's not going to work. <laughs> so I went and got a job. I had a, a receptionist job. I didn't want to work in entertainment anymore because I feel like that would be a conflict of interest. You know, I can't right. do PR and be the DJ for the event, trying to walk talent and stuff. So mm-hmm. I got a job that was, that was non-competing. And, it, you know, it didn't pay much, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, all right. I need to do this. I need to, I'm not making enough money as a DJ to, to live off of it like that. So, um, and, and it was tough, you know, cause I was working full time and the DJing on the weekends, you know what I mean? So it was just like nonstop. I mean, sometimes I would call off to go do a gig in the middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, cause that's what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. And that, and that's why I had to bring this up. You know what I'm saying? And, um, my parents lived in San Bernardino. that job was in LA. So I had to sleep on my sister's floor, her couch, you know what I'm saying? During the week to go work this job. And this was just in 2019, 2020. This just wasn't that long ago. You know what I'm saying? So I did what I had to do. I was like, I I have to cut my expenses down. I have to pay my car off. Like I have to do all of these things so I can freely, you know, work on the craft of being a DJ and get out of survival mode. Um, And so, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, it was like, this is going to be the easiest money you'll ever get. And thank God, because I was going to quit like every day I wanted to put that. I had to listen to Nipsey Hustle dedication every day to get to work and get through that job. I was like, Lord, this is not this is taken away from my my craft. You know, it's, it's time consuming. Yeah. And um, I, when I got an employment, they gave me the furlough day. I said, one day I I this is going to be the last time y'all see me. So I was like, I should going to be the easiest money you ever make. Right. 
on the couch just getting a check, you need to figure out a way to flip that and not have to go back to a job. So I paid my car off, you know, I bought, you know, all the equipment for the virtual stuff, you know what I mean? Like got the turn tape, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, you know, really just, just had a plan, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's how I got the turntables too. I, I got the S9 and, and some Pioneer with the PLX 500, I think. Nice. So shout um, out to unemployment. Okay. <laughs> shout out to thing. unemployment. City girls uh, up. My job, girls up. <laughs> my job didn't lay anybody off, so I had to work through the pandemic. Anyways, <laughs> um, real quick, uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Etiwanda High School. Okay. At Silent uh, Inland Empire. I was told to ask you about Darren Collison. Yes, I was going to say that. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Darren Collison uh, went to the NBA. He played for, I want to say the Clippers for a while. And then he went to, uh, shoot, Sacramento Kings, I think even. Yeah. And he played in New Orleans. Well, no, he he went straight to the Hornets, which was the Hornets at the time. And I think then he, you know, moved around. But um, really good friend of mine, family friend. Um, it's so funny when uh, I was graduating, he wrote in my yearbook, either I'll see you on TV or you'll see me on TV. And that shit burned me. I'm still uh-huh. mad about it. I'm going to get on TV, Darren. I'm going to see you on TV. <laughs> but no, he's a, he's a great family. He's a great family friend. And that's why people know of our school because of him. So, yeah. Okay. Shout out to DC. Um, and what college did you go to? I went to UNLV. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, communications. Yeah. With the um, minor marketing. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, yeah. I'm a I thought I was going to be a publicist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it works for you though, right? So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's, it's working in my favor. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but through my Googles, I found out that you're like one or two years younger than me. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that puts us almost in the same era as far mm-hmm. as music. What do you think was the most influential, um, uh, period of music for you in your style? 2000s. 2000s. I, I love R&B and I feel like everybody just naturally defaults to the 90s but I'm like we're not just going to talk about anything that happened in the 2000s and I'm a really big Neptunes Pharrell fan so obviously that mm-hmm. was that whole time and run um, you know and then Beyonce's peak obviously was in the 2000s I just feel like people don't really talk about that time enough so that's yeah. we was too busy snapping our fingers <laughs> <laughs> but and that was in the 2000s you know what I'm saying it's just like why so that's what the, they talk about the snap music that, that I think that's what people remember that for is like that really yeah. no yeah. probably on that side of the world but not no, <laughs> not over there not, nah I don't think so that, yeah, um, I mean, and then that was, and then that was like, two thousand five ish, right? That's yeah. not like mm-hmm. early two thousands. Yeah, that's, that's not late. later. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And it changed so much in that time. We got Ti, we got trap music, so much stuff happened in two thousand. I'm just like, are y'all just not? We just Gucci man. We're not gonna talk about none of that. Like, right. So um, that is a great segue to my next uh, question and talking about Los Angeles in general. Um, mm-hmm. What's the DJ scene like there? Shoot, I'll be in a house. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I get the impression um, that it's you. people like you do corporate gigs uh-huh, mainly. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. There's like the people that want to be celebrities, DJs, and uh-huh. the ones that just work like the clubs, the regular nightclubs or bars or whatever. 
I mean, yeah, that's a really good, um, you know, our economy is entertainment, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that, that kind of, you know, funnels out to us as far as the type of DJing that we are um, able to do. Like I was going to move to Atlanta when the pandemic hit. Um, I actually went there and then I was like, no, I can't because LA just gave me so much variety. I could be a tour DJ. I could be a corporate DJ. I could do private parties. I could, you know what I'm saying? There's, you know, there was just more opportunities to just be on the bar and the nightclub, but you're absolutely right. It's like, there is that, you know, and then you can branch off to be an influencer and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? So that is kind of what the DJ scene is here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, everybody it's it's constant the weather's always nice too so there's always parties going on. <laughs> yeah. so it's always yeah it's, it's it's easy to you know get booked and stuff i feel like yeah we just had an event on friday and it was all of 14 degrees and thank god people yeah. still came out but I, I, yeah. even i was like man it's kind of cold outside i don't know if we want to yeah yeah. yeah, when I left the house, I was like, ain't nobody coming out tonight. It's no, it's brick <laughs> out here. No one is coming outside. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think, and y'all probably just used to it too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I personally wouldn't be outside. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But y'all y'all used to that. So it's probably just like, you know, hey, we, we, we want to get out the house. I imagine. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, We're used to it. But I think um, it's slow here for entertainment in general. Urban entertainment, as far as mm-hmm. it's concerned. Um. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story for another day. Right. Um, right. So well, we don't get to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk to it one, about it one day. You said you wrote down all your, uh, your goals and things you wanted to do with DJ. And you mind sharing some of that with us? What are your career goals? I actually hit them. <laughs> I which I'm very, right. You know what? It's so crazy. I, like, I'm like, I feel like I need to go find the little book. But um, we'll hold. Okay. Look, I'm like, I'm like, where my little book at? This is my little book right here. Got look, that's from visiting Darren's ass. Look at that in Atlanta. <laughs> look at that Torah, right? Um, I, I mean, I had wrote down literally just like record labels. You know what I'm saying? Just look at how detailed this is. Like, and it's just, it's wow. Yeah, Dang. yeah. And this is from 2018. Um, look, I even wrote down the rolling, how much it cost at the time when I needed to buy it. Like everything was very, um, planned out. And so I'm trying to find that, um, look, all the equipment I needed to buy, like everything I needed to purchase because it was just like, shoot, I gotta get this money together. I gotta, I mean, do you inherently, like, is this inherently who you are? You write down things? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have, um, I have a passion planner. I want to talk about that too, really quick, but um, I'm trying to find that list, but anyway, I, I wanted to do a Coachella activation. I did that last year. I wanted to do an activation at essence. I did that last year. Um, Twitter is my favorite app. I got booked with them last year. That's what changed everything for me. Um, you know, getting a gig through a family, an old coworker, his sister booked me at this restaurant here for a client. She was working for it. The restaurant kept my info. Twitter came to them and was like, we need a DJ. And the manager yeah. was like, you was on my spirit girl. And I almost cried. And so that was February last year, literally this time last year. And um, once everybody saw Twitter endorse me, then it was just like, okay, she's capable. All right. They they rocking with her. You know, they booked me a couple times. You know what I'm saying? So that's when everything just kind of, because, you know, people will watch, but they may not actually act on 
giving you gigs or, you know what I'm saying? Doing stuff mm-hmm. with you, but then until somebody else co-signs. And, and so that's when everything changed for me. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't, that was a, those are my dream gigs. Um, I had some other ones too, but I can't, I can't remember. I don't know. So Roland booked me. Let's, uh, do you have one that you, uh, a new goal that you can share? Um, a new goal. Well, I'll tell you what I'm trying to do this year. This year, I think for me is all about branding, right? I think it's like, okay, you know, people in the business might know you because hey, you've worked in it, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you're getting your, your gigs or whatever, but you're not necessarily known to, you know, the club scene, you know what I mean? Or just, just outside household name or whatever. And so I think that's important this year for me to try to figure out what branding myself looks like or mm-hmm. why me over another DJ to get booked. I think that's also important for us to ask ourselves, you know, who's our audience? Who are we trying to market to? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I, that's what I'm I'm working on this year. That's fire. Um, Thank you. I will say, um, if you like 2000s music, um, we do a little party called Orange Soda. It's 2000s hip hop and R&B. We're going Ooh. into our sixth year and we have plans to uh, make it out to Vegas. So we might have to uh, meet halfway there. I see would love that. that. See if we can get that you would be that. S- that would be so dope. That sounds like fun. It, it, yeah, we'll talk about it. That would be fun. Let me know. Um, sounds like a verbal contract to me. That's what it's like. <laughs> Hello. I Hello. The, I need to get the price first. We can talk about it. Now, um. <laughs> see, see, okay, that, that's another thing too, right? It's like, you know, I've had friends go, I mean, and I'm talking about big stuff. And they're like, I didn't know if I could book you, if I could forge you. And I'm like, bruh, just call me. Like, don't do that. Like, people don't, people just naturally assume that, like, I'm just out of touch. And it's just like, nah, man, don't do that. Like, you know, let's, let's talk about it and figure out if, you know what I'm saying, that we can work something out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's, you know, to your benefit and to mine, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it, we will talk about it. when you're that girl okay people don't sometimes people don't know how to approach you so i love that i hate you. it i feel, I but I feel like i'm so that, friendly uh-huh um so you said that you still kind of do you know like these smaller events have you ever yeah. gotten like a really crazy connection from one of these events because it sounds like you're like the master of networking yes so what's like the Ma'am. most like unexpected connection you've gotten at one of these smaller yeah yeah events. um that's how i get my gig so i'm it's i'm glad that you remembered or, or picked up on that because i think it's important to know who's in your industry you know what i'm saying because when you pass that person and you ain't done the research on that person you know what i'm saying you may have lost out on a gig me talking to somebody at complex con is possibly turning into a something that I can't even talk about right now. You know what I'm saying? Just because I knew who that person was and I do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I stopped a friend that I saw, you know, out last week and they're like, hey, I want to book you for this in the summer. Big stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to keep those connections. You know, go through your LinkedIn and see who's doing what. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why not? You know, just put yourself out there. Um, um, and And so... I know you were asking. I'm sorry. What was your question? Because I'm just so excited and <laughs> like, place. what was the most oh, yes. unexpected connection you made at a small? Yes. Gig? So I I did a gig and the budget wasn't what I have a manager now. 
I had uh, a gig and she didn't want me to take it. You know what I mean? She was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Well, she, we were just like, it was a little low. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I do this to her a lot too. I'm just like, trust me on this. Let me do it, whatever, whatever. But then it led to me doing an Emmy party, you know, for, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tabitha Brown. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, because that she was there, you know, I didn't even know she was there. You know what I mean? But, you know, the event planner was like, yeah, she heard you. She really liked you, you know, wanted to use you and stuff like that. And so, you know, so I, I do it all the time. It's it's not, you know, um, it's not like I'm just like, oh, hey, it's not my rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Who, it's, it's L.A. too. Like, I don't know who's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my mind, this is a past client because we've already signed this contract and, you know, rates have been discussed. My job is to influence and, you know, persuade everybody in here to book me. I'm My mm-hmm. new clients are right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even even though the gig is happening, in my mind, it's past tense because we done already, you know what I'm saying? We good. Right. Now I got to impress y'all. I have business cards, you know what I'm saying? Got a little QR code, my little tip, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's to impress everybody else that's in there. Mm. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm, all this Uh-oh. sounds like, uh, I'm glad this was recorded so I can listen to it over again and apply all <laughs> this to my career. I mean, we, um, well, you know, I'm here. Just call me, you know, right. you like call the, me. the DJ life coach. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel like, and it's funny because I have this conversation so often with people because they're like, how did you do this? What did you do? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously it can be applied to anything. It ain't really just DJing. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just life. You know what I'm saying? But um, I feel like I have to like expand on this in some kind of way because I'm so excited about it, you know, doing something at an age that most people wouldn't make those changes at out of fear, right. you know what I'm saying? And sacrifice. Like I moved in with my parents. My family was like, are you nuts? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm not. I am maybe, you know what I'm saying? But I'm nuts enough to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm really passionate about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had a vision and I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, The passion journal. Yes. That's what I meant to <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, this um i've been using this ever since 2018 um a friend of mine gave me one um and it was like this small at the time and i i've been using a planner since i was 14 um a calendar and um damn i've always been this person that's crazy um so anyways so anyway he gave it to me and i was in between jobs or whatever and i i mean it was not like your average planner because it has like you got to map out like your lifetime goals, where you see yourself in three years. Every week, you got to have a list of like, who do you need to meet with this week? What are you trying to get done? And then every month you have to answer, how did your month go? Be honest yeah. with yourself. So it causes you to be really like accountable about what it is you're trying to do. So I didn't open it. And then when I decided I wanted to DJ, I was like, let me go look at that planner. And because it breaks everything down like that, I'm able, I feel like I'm way more productive in getting stuff done. I was like, hey, I want to be DJing by the summer. I was DJing by April, you know what I'm saying? Because I had, you know, really used it to its um, benefit. And so, I mean, it's, and it's messy. When I tell you like everything is written down in this mofo, it is like, it's it's just, it's ugly. Like it's all highlighted and scribbled, you know what I'm saying? Like everything gets written down. so, yeah, I, I think it's important to, you know, have that, too, or just have some kind of understanding of, like, what your days and weeks look like. Because, I mean, look how fast 2023 got here from 2020, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, it sounds like you need to create your own line. And <laughs> that'll be one of your 
passive streams of income. <laughs> okay. Hello. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, that might not be a bad idea. Talk Go on and write me. that down. Look, <laughs> write it down. Look, look, on my little sticky, <laughs> sticky notes. It's yeah, it's just my mind is always constantly just like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? You know? Yeah. Um so, so a two-part question. Well, mm-hmm. a series of two questions. Um, what made you decide to get a manager? Because it seems like you are really good at the business yourself. Um, and the second thing is, what are the pros and cons, or maybe the advantages and the setbacks of being a black woman in this industry? Um, okay, so the first question was, what made me get a manager? Um, well, when when Twitter came along, I felt like that was the right time. You know, when I met her, you know, she was letting me know that she was a manager, and I was like, girl, I ain't got nothing managerish, you know, enough. Um, but when, when Twitter came along the first time, I, I didn't have her yet. But then when they, you know, when they came back and more things started coming up, it was like, all right, I need somebody that's going to, you know, um, really handle the the paperwork stuff, you know, because that, that stuff can get a little tedious, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, the contracts, gosh. you know what I'm saying? The, the payment info, you know, the where you need to be the day of, following up to get the pictures later, you know what I'm saying? Um, following up to get the payment, you know what I mean? And so it was like once once I brought her on, I felt like I was able to really focus on being the talent again. Because I got to get my hair done, my makeup done. I got to go find an outfit. I ain't got no stylist, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. you know, and just get my hair and nails done. That's such a chore itself. Just And then putting the music together, most importantly, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. it just made it so much easier to focus on the other stuff, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, and, and she go, she goes to war for me. You know what I mean? Like she's able to really, you know, negotiate and she doesn't do anything without my, you know, consent. You know what I'm saying? Like I have her working out of, you know, an inbox that I have access to, too. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the stuff I had already built myself, that's what they always tell you, right? Like, don't look for a manager until you feel like you got, you know what I'm saying? Your own right. stuff going on. And it's true because, you know, it, I, 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 built it from the ground up myself. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't have a manager, this train would still be moving. You know what I mean? Right. It just makes things easier for me to think about bigger things, you know? Gotcha. Was um, it hard talk- for you to release control? Huh? Was it hard for you to release that control? Yeah. I'm like a, I'm a control <laughs> freak. So I need to know kind of like everything that's going on. So that would be hard for me. Well, to well, we talk every day. We talk multiple times a day, you know what I'm saying? And it's still I, like, I still, have an upper hand on like, Hey, this is the rate I think we should do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what my writer needs to have. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm still pretty hands on. Like she pretty much don't reach out or answer nobody until we talked about it. Gotcha. Um, but the actual act of doing it and passing it off is, is, it's just so great, you know, yeah. and she takes care of things. Yeah. Nice. And part two of the question. Oh, well, what was the second yeah, again, sorry. Um, the advantages <laughs> and the setbacks of being a black woman in this industry. The advantages is, is this our time right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you that. know, um, everybody is, I feel like that's a lot of the reason I'm getting booked is because people are looking for diversity right now, specifically black women. You know, so many people come up like, oh my God, I was looking for a black woman DJ. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's a really good time for us. Um, setbacks. Um, I mean, you know, being a woman in the industry in general, you know what I'm saying, is is tough because, you know, you can't really tell what people's intentions are, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, and I was just having this conversation with a friend yesterday, just like, you know, people wanting to align themselves now they see stuff is moving and, and happening for you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's mm-hmm. that's getting kind of tricky to navigate now. It's just like, why are you coming over here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say that that's, you know, and, and, and people are just going to be naturally attracted to you because you're a woman, you know what I'm saying? And you're feminine and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just really just trying to put your foot down and let people know that you need, you, you mean business, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, it, it's, it's a gift and a curse. You're getting booked because you're a woman, but then you're also, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like other things are happening because you're a woman. Yeah. Do you, this is probably a rhetorical question, but do you feel like you get the respect that you deserve or as equal to a male in, in the same industry? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, let's, people don't think I need it, but I, I don't, I, I really went a lane where I didn't have to compete with nobody. I didn't want to compete with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was important to just trying to find, you know, what worked for me. You know what I'm saying? So, look, I don't know if I'm competing with anybody. I mean, I guess it's always a competition, but like, I, look, I'm over here. Y'all doing Grammys. I'm over here. Dang, Academy of Motion Pictures. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm out the way, you know? Right. So. Yeah. um, You mentioned your rider. What's on your rider? Man, a, a freaking anti-fatigue mat and a heater. <laughs> bro, listen, that, the anti-fatigue <laughs> mat, bro, Man. We all need that. If you don't put that on there, I'm going to act fool. Anything else, I don't care. <laughs> I, know that, I don't right. care about food, water, none of that. Make sure my anti-fatigue mat. Look, I'm like, make sure that mat is there. <laughs> that's like the most important thing I care about on my rider. <laughs> Water, cool. That's cute. Heater, that. Yep, cool. Get my um, mat. <laughs> what about uh, equipment-wise? If, if, I mean, you seem like you can do whatever on whatever, but yeah, you had a preference. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a good point. You know, I think, too, um, it's important. One DJ told me that it's technology, it's technology first. And then this music, you know what I'm saying? And I think knowing that first was just like, you need to be able to keep up with the changes of the mm-hmm. industry. You know what I'm saying? The technology of it, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously when 2020 hit, we all had to get virtual and learn that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to keep up with those learning curves. If it's turntables, I was just with a with a DJ chick the other day and she brought a controller, but the guy had, um, the other DJ had a, a, a Rev7. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you need to get on that. Use it. Learn how to use it. You know what I'm saying? It's here to your advantage. You didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to rent it. And she was like, thank you for pushing me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you want to compete with the boys, you know what I'm saying? Or, or get bigger gigs, you're going to have to learn how to use CDJs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the industry standard is. It's that 900 mixer for the most part mm-hmm. and S9 and, and those CDJs. You know what I'm saying? So I prefer an S9 mixer. Um and cdjs so that's usually what i i ask for um but you know and i have turntables in here so i need to really ramp them things back up but but that's on my rider are you uh are you messing with the stems what yes i love it it just it makes transitioning so easy um and i like because i'm such a music person i like being able to drop out the different instruments you know what i'm saying during a song um i was playing uh, a song in my gig and I took the instruments out. Oh, I was playing Jamaica Funk by Tom Brown mm-hmm. at the at the Academy. And you know, I just let the bass go and I dropped the beat back and everybody was like, oh, okay. But um, 
I know I'm so animated. I'm sorry, y'all. But no, it's it's fun. I, I think I need to sit down and figure out the like, you know, start getting getting into the mashups that everybody's doing. Mm. But stems is stems is a lot of fun. I think uh one it feels like a sin. It feels like we should not have yeah. access to that. It feels wrong, but so right. <laughs> I think it's something that um something that people really need to practice on for they use it live because you oh, can my. really sound like a train wreck. But I think another, really like in what way? In what way? Um, like what, what what have you seen or heard? Everything doesn't need to be on top of each other. Like as far yes. as like trying to take an acapella that you normally wouldn't have and put it on an instrumental that you normally wouldn't have, and it just sounds bad. Oh, um, just mean, like, to like the get the shock value. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Every mashup, ooh, that's that's the the downfall of stems. It's like everybody think they can just make a mashup now, and and a lot of that junk don't sound good. It sound like junk. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, one of the underrated parts of it is using the melody part, um, mm-hmm. the the melody and the baseline, because most people just do either instrumental or acapella. But if you take the baseline, yeah. if you just use the baseline from a certain song or the melody, that's me. Yeah, that's me. I prefer to use like certain baseline, and I, I feel like it works great, obviously, with those those seventies funk songs because it's live instrumentation, so it sounds like way Crazy. more sick to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's the best DJ in LA? And if you're gonna say Ron, say somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me. Are you really gonna, do I really gotta answer this? Um, do I really I'm gonna, gotta answer this? It doesn't have to be best. Your yes, or we're gonna scrap the whole interview. You have to answer <laughs> this, or we're scrapping the whole thing. <laughs> ah, well, bye, y'all. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, well, I, I'll say this: when I decided DJ, the first person I called was Casanova. Nah, he was the first person I called when I I want I said I wanted to DJ. I love dope. Casanova. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Uh, what about? Does she know uh, the Ohio transplants in LA? Does she know Reese and Ola? Well, you y'all gotta understand too. Like I'm I'm not in the nightlife scene. You know what I'm saying? So I, I haven't met them. I um, feel like her and Ola. But, don't they do kind of the same gigs? But, but I was just about to say, me and Ola. She just started following me like literally on Friday. So I haven't met her yet. So we're following oh, each other. Okay. But mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't met her yet. But she does very similar. Oh, it seems same. like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She. Uh, yeah. So I used to live out there for like three years, and she was there right before I got there, and she's lived out there the whole time. And she went to the mm-hmm. Scratch Academy because mm-hmm. before she nice. did that, she and she would say this, so I don't mind saying this. Just wasn't good. Uh, but the Scratch Academy really like amplified her skill like twenty times. Um, so now, yeah, uh, she she's really dope. I want to I want to add to that too. I feel like it's a lost art to get education on DJing. I feel like everybody's like, oh, I can buy a computer. Oh, I can I can buy the equipment for two hundred dollars. Give me a little controller. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, but you couldn't be an open heart surgeon. You know what I'm saying? Just because you bought all the equipment. You know what I mean? Like. You and got that's the scalpel. Why you have a lot of bad, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? It's like now you. That's why you have a lot of bad DJing going on too, because it's like nobody's taking the time. You know what I'm saying to learn about music, the structure of music. You know what I'm saying, melodies, all that stuff, songwriting. That the, you know, the content of songs is important too when you do gigs. You know what I'm saying, and um, I hate that. I really, I really don't like that. Like matter of fact, I, I'm oh during the pandemic, I was taking more lessons i'm about to i ran into my mentor he's commas dj dj dummy who's one of the sickest djs we're all his sons you know what i'm saying and i'm literally texting him now like okay when can we start back up because you know what i mean there's just so much to learn you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. 
I feel like I need, you know, LA with LA DJing, like we don't do a lot of emceeing, you know what I'm saying? We don't do a lot of talking on the mic, especially because we do a lot of those private parties and stuff like that. And they don't really care to hear us talking all over the, you know, mic like that. But, right. you know, if you want to do other cities, you know what I'm saying? That's what they like. They like emceeing, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like that's something you know, I need to work on or whatever and get familiar with in my voice and find what that sounds like. You know, it's like, I, it's just, you know, there's, there's always something to learn. And I feel like, you know, people are just buying equipment and going, just like they're doing with the phone and the ring light, same crap. Let me make a content. It's just like, all right, bro. I can't stand that. Nah, like, a lot of DJs, uh, uh, their OGs is promoters and that's the problem. Like you ain't got no DJs to teach other DJs. You learn from yeah. a promoter. So all you know how to do is press buttons. But really, is is that what's is that how that's what's going on some here? Have... Like, and no. and you know, shooting, and then I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, like, um, uh, learning from another DJ is completely different than learning from a promoter because one of those things is just made to make money, and the other ones about yeah. the mm-hmm. craft and the passion behind it and the history. Right, 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 right. But, and then, you know, obviously then there's rates, you know, in the nightclub too, you know what I mean? Like we all need to be on the same accord about that, you know, but obviously, you know, people will take low hanging fruit and undermine, you know what I'm saying? You know, the craft itself, like that's, that's a whole nother thing that needs to be, you know, discussed, you know, we do a lot of work. People don't understand how much work goes into it. They think we're just playing Spotify yeah. and that's not true. Like I worked on my, I worked on my music for the Academy for weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it was Black History Month and then it was the Academy, which means I can't just play mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion or Ice Spice, you know what I'm saying? I have to be very intentional about it. And obviously it's gotta be clean. And you know what I'm saying? Like we do way more than just get up there and, and DJ for hours at a time. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of physical labor too. So, so you even play, if we're standing there. You play a lot of clean music. Does that Clean music takes the fun out of it for me sometimes. No, it don't. No, it don't. It do nope. for me. Not if you, not if you want that check. It don't. Oh. A- ask D nice. Oh, no, I ask agree. Nice. <laughs> ask D nice. No, it don't. I don't want to do the I, clean. You know, thing. I am. Um, well, to be fair, the stuff that you're playing, you wouldn't play at that gig anyway. I guess I right. should say That's that. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 to be fair, the stuff that you're playing at the corporate gig it's the radio Drake song, maybe in a mm-hmm. B side one, you know what I'm saying? That they're familiar with or whatever, but you're not playing, um, you know, jumbo shit, Trump popping, you know what I'm saying? You're not playing <laughs> at the corporate gig, which I love that song. You know what I'm saying? So, so, um, yeah, you're not playing those songs there anyway. I guess I should say that. Yeah. So I, I listen to the dirty version when I'm doing, you know, somebody's personal party, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But if I'm doing, you know, the Academy, I'm playing clean versions and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. That was actually going to be my next question is how you prepare for these uh, gigs that are so specific and corporate, but it seems like you do a lot of research and take a lot of time. Yeah. That that one was my most challenging because it was like, like with Twitter, they was like, girl, do what you want. Like, and I love that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, just be you and whatever. Um, but you know, it just depends on the type of event, like whatever they're celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like with essence fest, it was like, I did their women's in sports luncheon. And so for that one, it was like, okay, well, I want to make sure I play, mostly women, you know what I'm saying? But I want to make sure I play some of the artists that are actually on the bill. You know what I'm saying? I'm in New Orleans. I want to play some bounce stuff. You know what I'm saying? I want to play those remixes and stuff too. Um, and I like playing B-sides. I like I like really digging in the crates. Like I don't like, you know, I, I know you're going to hear 
Tevin Campbell, can we talk? I know you're going to hear Essence. I know you're going to hear Puff It and Before I Let Go. You know what I'm saying? By Beyonce. Like, I don't, I'm like, there's other Beyonce songs I can play. There's right. other genres of music I can play. And so I'll, I'll play anything, you know, like I was playing James Brown, you know what I mean? At the event, it's, it's, it's a museum, you know? So it's all mm-hmm. kind of people here. It's not just one person type of person one coming here. I think, yeah. Right. And then on top of that too, you can't assume we're in the age of streaming. You can't assume your listeners one lane. You know what I'm saying? I'll play a song that people come up like, Oh my God, I ain't heard this song and love that song. You know, it's a personal favorite of mine too, you know? So you can't, you don't be afraid to play stuff because you don't know what your list, um, your audience is listening to at home. They have the mm-hmm. internet now, yeah. you know, they listen to all kinds of shit. So, um, but that's how I prepare. It's, it's really just me asking the client, like, you know, what they want their vibe to be, but then put my own twist on that. Like I did Twitter, uh, Toronto international film festival. They flew me out to Toronto to do uh, a conversation with uh, the woman King, the cast. And so again, I'm in Toronto. We playing Drake. We playing Party Next Door. We playing the weekend. You know, it's uh, is you know, it's a lot. It's really international up there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of Afrobeats. It's a lot of you know, just all that kind of different music. J Balvin, whatever. Um, but it's the Woman King. So we playing Black women too. You know what I'm saying? So all of that stuff was intersect intersecting. And they came over like, hey, we need a song. You know, for the cast to walk out to. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna play Kendrick All Right. Then Viola Davis is dancing to it. So that went viral. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just really just really just being in the moment and just like thinking about like, you know, how do I want this to sound? When they booked me for the L.A. event, they were like, we want L.A. local music. I was like, hey, let's let's do it. let's play, sir. Let's play, sir. Let's play, buddy. Let's play Steve Lacey. You know, and L.A. music is so great right now. There's Thundercat. There's Todd Allison. Like we got a lot of stuff going on out here. So, um you know, it, it was easy to do that, but I do prepare beforehand. Yeah. Oh man, I you just sound like you're on an episode, of, like an endless episode of Insecure, like without the awkward, moment. <laughs> <laughs> like an endless block party episode. Hey. <laughs> I love I'm, that. I love that. I'm love seeing it all in. Don't the you see it, friend? Like it's. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask you. This is important. Um. Can you tell us about the time, the the time you were most starstruck? <sighs> I'm from LA, so this is that, that, that's why I figured you probably been coming. I don't care. It, you know, is it's been ha- no, no, no. I, I didn't mean like that. I mean like celebrities are everywhere. Oh, okay, like, gotcha. Really gotcha, going gotcha. to the grocery store. Like I met Stevie Wonder when I was like six, eight years old, and I didn't even realize he was blind, and I didn't even know I was <laughs> named after his daughter. I'm named after his daughter. Aisha, mm. isn't she lovely? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but starstruck, Jimmy Jam. I ran into Jimmy Jam at Club Quarantine at the Hollywood Bowl. That was Derek's first, D-Nice Derek, first um, uh, show. Mm. And I was in the back, like on the side getting a snack, and Jimmy Jam walking. I was like, <laughs> Jimmy Jam. Um, I, Pharrell, you know, I done met him a couple times, but I still get starstruck because it's Pharrell. For sure, it's Pharrell. <laughs> it's Pharrell. So, you know, I, I mean, I have his autograph like in a million places in here. And I just oh, I get, love that. Does he look that young that. in person? Man, heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's crazy. He definitely does. He's he's so drippy too. Like, he's like, dang, like, what yeah. is this? Like, nah, yeah. I, I, I found a picture. I, earlier. Very drippy. Very drippy. <laughs> yeah, I found a picture of him I took 20 years ago, which would be this summer because the clones came out this year. Uh, well, 20, 2003. And I found a picture that I took and I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. 
I gotta yeah. ask you, and then we can wrap this up. I won't take too much of your time. I gotta ask you <laughs> the most difficult question that you're ever gonna be asked. I need three of your favorite Neptune's produced songs. They have so many. I mean, it's, it's, it's an endless catalog. Why would you? Why would you ask me something like that? Or, knowing you know, that better. Why would you do be, that better yet. Um, three that you like playing the most. Yeah, I, I and that was where I was gonna go with that. Um, I I like playing "Love You Better" by LL Cool J. Mm. I love playing that. I love playing that song. Um, I slide in "Fuck All Night" sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Jay Z "Fuck All Night." At some, well, look now I'm Underrated. going down a rabbit hole. So now, like, so now I'm about to look now I'm just about to name a gang of them that I play. <laughs> um. I like playing. Um, um, I just want to love you. The the unplugged version, the MTV one. Oh, yeah. I like playing that. Um, what else? Um, you know, Usher. You don't have to call. I feel like that's probably their one of their greatest songs that they produce, or the one that has the most um, uh, longevity as far as their mm -hmm. catalog. I feel like all of us play that song a lot. Like yeah. that one is is a is a big one. Um, I play "Finna Get Loose" a lot. That is very underrated too. Very underrated. Man, what? And I play I play number one. Um, yes. I play that too. Um, I play I play a lot of them too. <laughs> but hopefully that's enough. You know. Oh no. To yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I would add to that list because we all play that. Um, fun fact: uh, I told you about orange soda, right? We have a mm -hmm. um. We have a tradition where we play you don't have to call and they do the electric slide to it like everybody does it like 500 600 people that's fire electric slide so you don't have to call so we play that every party for the past five years wow um wow. uh I, I think i play rock your body all the time um, okay i play beautiful oh yeah 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 and, um, Oh, um, Youngin, fabulous. Mm, yep, that's a great one. What about you, ladies? What are y'all playing? Anything, Khalees. Oh my God, Love yes. Love Khalees. Yes, yep, that's a good one. So. We're talking about we're talking about like we're talking about like thirty years, you know what I'm saying, of music. You know what I mean? And and they're still working. Like I was just I think about the to say yeah, like I, I think that I think the difference between them and everybody else is they never stopped working. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because like when you think about like somebody took a break, it's like shit. So much has changed. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like like we've all seen Andre 3000 say that like this is a young man's game. I have, but yeah. that's probably because he took a break so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Pharrell and Chad, even if they were working separately, kept working. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they kind of like ushered in different the changes. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Like facts, like like there's a song by Lotto called Real One. I play that song a lot. I love that song. <laughs> I'm banging. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, what? Like, and I, I think I only song. saw Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like they're still working and still ushering the new sound. Like, I love Down in Atlanta. I love that song. I love that song. It's so simple, but so jazzy you know what i mean it's just got a yeah. little rock to it but um yeah i think that's that's the dope thing about them the they, first they time i heard up. that lotto song i was like i know that ain't who i think it is every time i hear them i'm like damn they really still doing it yeah. i've tried to work it in here in columbus but it doesn't really garner i haven't played it nowhere either yeah yeah i haven't played it nowhere either but um 
Damn, man, even like you said, Khalees's whole catalog is stupid. Like, even um, Jack Harlow and Moneybag Yo got some. Uh, got for real. I play that Jack crazy. Harlow song. I play Movie Star a yeah, lot. Crazy. I play Movie Star. I play Certified Neptunes. Yep, yep. bangers. They still working. Yeah. Stop talking about the 2000s because the producers are still working. Right. Yeah. That's um, my case. That, that's really um, all I have here on my list. Um, yeah. As far as questions, did you, uh, you guys have any questions for her? She hit my marks. Right. We're going to talk her, offline. I was going to ask <laughs> yes, her. Please, she, please. Let's she talked that. on the mic, but she touched, she already said that's not really something she's doing, but she's wanting to dive into yeah. that a little more. so yeah same yeah i feel I like i voice. feel like i did yeah and i'd be like hey ladies and gentlemen please <laughs> go to the snack bar over there <laughs> you know like i'm at the academy and they're like can you go you know they got me making announcements and i'm like hi everyone and this is like it just i'll be i'm i'm a good host like if you I ended up impromptly like hosting a wedding once that just happened like randomly. I'm great with stuff like that. When I first yeah. started learning how to mix music, I was so scared of fucking up the transition that yeah, I couldn't focus too. on anything else. I didn't want to talk on the mic. I'm like, I gotta focus. I gotta make sure that I that I hit my marks on this. Um, so I didn't work that in early, and now it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's been working for me this long, not really saying much. So that's I mean, me. I'll definitely say, hey, if you drive the red Chevy, you blocking the exit, <laughs> you're about to get, <laughs> about to get yeah, told. Look, I, but I will go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. I wasn't saying anything important. I, I was gonna say I will say this, and this keeps me like, all right, it's gonna take some time, or or you know, you'll do it when you feel comfortable. I've known D Nice for ten years, and I've never heard him talk on the mic until club quarantine because he was talking every day and got comfortable, and it really? didn't stop him from getting booked. He was he was always the most sought after big black DJ, you know what I'm saying? In L, you know, just in the industry, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I walk in the room, I'm like, yeah, Derek got this gig, that's right, yeah. you know what I mean? And he didn't talk on the mic, and it didn't change. You know, too much of him rocking the crowd, but he got his chops up doing club quarantine and DJing online. And now mm. that he, you know, he does it, you know, now he does it and he mm. does it in his own way. He don't do it too much, you know, but he got a couple couple things that he'll say on the regular. And um, so if that's any indication of like, you know, in due time, you know, we'll, um, we'll get there. How long uh, from the beginning when you first started trying to learn how to DJ? How long did it take mm -hmm. for you to feel like you were confident in what you were doing? The next day. <laughs> it was right. like, I mean, I feel like I like I got it down because, you know, again, I was helping my dad when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? So True. I already, already knew, you know what I'm saying? Like what feel good songs, you know, what, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, it was, it was literally show me these buttons. How do I, you know what I'm saying? Just show me the tech, technical things. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I feel like I was ready to go right away. Like, yeah, it didn't take it didn't take long at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I looking back, it's like I probably really sucked. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know, I love playing music, and I learned a lot through Dummy because Dummy's from Brooklyn. He came up with like that DJ Premier. You know what I'm saying? Era. You know, what I mean, that's like he's he's hip hop for real. You know what I'm saying? So when I was learning with him, you know, over the quarantine, it was like, oh, I gotta undo. I gotta undo some stuff that I was doing on my own or whatever, and so. Even just the small things I picked up from him, I feel like have made me a better DJ. Like, and running into him this weekend, I'm like, yo, I got to get back with you. Like, 
How did you guys practice during quarantine? Was it like Zoom or Zoom? Okay. Just like this. Yeah. Right. And we'll probably do it mm -hmm. this way because, you know, if he's busy and whatever, because he doesn't have to physically show me anything. He'll just be like, that's a, that's a, do that again. Oh, okay. Do that again. <laughs> Run that back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he might get on to show me a couple things from his, you know, his studio. But a lot of times it's just him, him just watching me like, nah, that ain't nah, it. That ain't it. That's fine. I know. I'd be like, dang. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were doing Zoom. We'll probably do Zoom again. Yeah. Any uh, women mentors or that type of level relationship? No, I wish there were some. Um, I mean, I have some peers, you know, that we work. Yeah. You know, we pass gigs to each other and that kind of like the support. But like uh, anybody up that I work with, no. Gotcha. Um, I did have a hater experience with mm, that. Let's talk about it. But let's talk about it. They could cut I, that out. I mean, I you know, I just it was an older woman DJ. I won't say older in that kind of way, but like you know, I just felt like she was like super rude to me. Yes, yeah. th there's the word. I uh, she was super rude to me. Um, you know, on a on a on a Zoom panel, and because I didn't come up the way that she did, or I didn't come out the womb like I want to be a DJ. You know, what I'm saying it was just like. It's probably like the way the guys do it, like, oh, you weren't carrying the crates through the snow like I was. And it's like, <laughs> man. So because because, you know, I'm I'm supposed to walk and there's an airplane now, like that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing. It's like, well, just because I didn't do it the way that you did it, the technology has changed or whatever. Because I was born in the late fucking eighties. Like that's, and that's what I want to say. Right. I wanna be like, right, right. I want to say, oh, so just because I'm not as old as you are, you know what I mean? And so um, you know, that really that really sucked. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't think that's right. I, I, I feel like, you know, there's enough room for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's human nature to party, retirement, baby Word. shower, wedding, nightclub on a Saturday, Grammys. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, like there is enough stuff going on for everybody to find what works best for them. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And that's why I purposely went the corporate route because I was like, look, I like this. I like playing Charlie Puth. I like playing Ariana Grande. I like playing all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I like the check I get. You know what I'm saying? I like the relationships I built. You know what I mean? And so, but that may not be the DJ that do the radio and the tour. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, you got to find what works for you, but don't cut me because I ain't even bothering you. Yeah. I'm not even going after the same five gigs everybody else going after in LA. I went to the freaking museum. They came to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, out here with that. It's yeah, them, old, them old heads will love to give it to you if they can. Yeah, right. It's yeah. whack. It's lame. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I. Hey, it's uh, and it's worse here because there's less opportunities and probably mm -hmm. the same amount of DJs. So everybody's real cutthroat. But you know, Damn. the cream always rises to the top. Her. Yeah, and and being professional will will get you there too. You know what I'm saying? Like people remember that. You know, being kind. Being yeah. professional, you know what I'm saying? Like, even beyond the actual act of DJing, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be an asshole. Right. I was going to ask you about requests, but I get, do you, outside of like, I'm talking about the private event, you won't, you probably don't really get requests at the private events, right? No, I don't. So when that really? whole Bad Bunny circuit, I was like, Experience that. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I don't really get them you know people don't even come up to me <laughs> they're like usually doing they're mingling networking uh-huh like so it's just background music and they come up like dang that was i like that I like what you got going on but they're yeah. not like you know it, it's usually the you know 
the private mobile parties mm -hmm. that I do, but you know, and a lot of times they work. It's like it ain't stuff that offends me. It's like okay, just I can flow, or it's like no, nah, I'm not playing that. You know what I'm saying? But it, it doesn't happen that often. It don't happen as often as it happens so fucking often here. Excuse my language, but it happens. And, it, and I imagine in nightlife, right? Like that's probably where it happens the most. Yes. Yeah, and it's always yeah. like, how'd you come up with that one? Like where where did you pull that song from? <laughs> where yeah, somebody somebody did request a song one time and it was like completely slow. And I was like, I was like, bro, do you hear what I'm playing right now? Like that's gonna scatter the whole floor. I think I did one time and I was like, Do you see what happened? You see what you did? Now shut up and don't do this again. Like ever again. <laughs> don't ever ask me. They, and they were like, Yeah, they literally were like, My bad. I was like, mm-hmm. Now I gotta work to get these people back on the dance floor because you stupid. No, request. you build your playlist. And you, and you play it in the car. Don't okay. come bother us with your shenanigans. Tell you how to do your job. I don't tell you how to go write your reports and stuff and how to talk to your manager and all that. Don't come over here with that. Again, people undermine what we do because mm -hmm. it's music. It feels like, oh, anybody can do that. That shit ain't easy. I'm giving you a banger every minute and a half, you know what I'm saying, for four hours or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, very thought about, like, oh. <laughs> Me off. I don't I don't I don't mind requests, honestly, because a lot I don't of either. a lot of times when they make sense, I love it. I was like, oh shit, I need to think. How did I not think of that? Thank you. But uh, it's like eight times out of ten, it's like if I'm doing all R and B, no, I'm not playing TI right now. Like two right, chains right. don't have to wait till Saturday. It's Friday night, it's R and B, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> mind requests either, but I don't mind people undermining what we do. Right. Yeah, I don't fuck yes. with that. Now yeah. I'm playing that. You know what I'm saying? That like requests are requests are helpful sometimes. There's just so much music to think about. Like you said, it's like it flows sometimes. It's like okay, you got a good selection, but don't don't downplay what I'm doing. You or when they go, yeah. oh yeah, well you know it's just because I DJ too. Oh, did you want to? I gotta go to the bathroom. Did you want to? Oh, they they <laughs> love doing that. Men love, and I don't know if that's it's men. only men. It's men. Only men love men. doing that. I don't know if they flirting with us. I don't know if they trying to make small talk, but do not do that. I used to DJ back in elementary school. Cool. I got to go get me a drink. Do you want to do 10, 15? What's up? Hold it down. <laughs> Hold it down, brother. Are you still DJing? I don't give a fuck. I'm working right now. I can't stand that. That drives me. Yeah, and then somebody was like, well, maybe he was just flirting with you. I'm like, well, that ain't that ain't the one. That's the wrong one. That's not. Loser. That's Loser. 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 <laughs> um, the other thing is, too, um, Oh, the other downfall about being a woman DJ, you know, and I'm sure ladies, y'all can relate it, like just feeling unsafe at night and in that nightclub space with these drunk men, you know, I've been groped before, you know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. not it, you know, or, you know, the derogatory words, you know, and I was just like, all right, this, this, this isn't it, you know, just really just being mindful of safety, I think, you know, is, is a downfall of being a, a woman, black woman DJ, you know what I'm saying? Just having to watch your back and, you know, sometimes I'm scared to post, you know, where I'm at. You know yes, what I'm saying? I was just you know I mean? about I'm, to say that. Yeah, I'm I'm scared to post meet me here every week. You know what I'm saying? Like that's scary to me. You know, it, like I, I'd rather share with people that I know if they want to pull up. And if you just happen to go to the club, but like I, I don't know, that freaks me out. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, knowing that you can find me somewhere every week like that, you know, I feel unsafe sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's something that we all have to pay attention to, which guys don't really have to as much, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's a downfall for me as a woman, DJ. Thanks. Well, listen, yeah. um, 
we could do this all night, but um, I know, I, I know. <laughs> this I is fun. Thank you. For um, <laughs> if I took anything away from this conversation, it's that the current gig is the past gig, and you need to, you know, work on the next one. Network, networking, networking is important because and I, impress I, impress the people in there okay. enough to want to book you. Yes, and yes, I can think of plenty of times that I saw somebody who was somebody, and I was too scared to talk to them, and I I need to get out of that shit, like because they could be looking for a DJ. And because I ain't say nothing to him, they, they, they might think, oh, he think he's Hollywood. I ain't booking him. When I, the whole time, I was just scared of what I was going to say. So, yeah, definitely networking. I've, um, I've gotten a lot of gigs that way. Most of my gigs come from that. I literally call my manager like, guess who I met today? Guess who I'm going today, girl? We about to get a gig. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 be scared of your, your craft and, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're walking billboard for yourself. You know, like when you go look in the grocery store, where the Oreos at in the front? product placement. You know what I'm saying? They might not be the best cookie in there, you know what I'm saying? But they are in the right place at the right time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They got the right packaging, you know? So don't do that no more, bro. Packaging. Also. Mm-hmm. Match your hand. It's real. I didn't really start thinking about what I wore while I was DJing until the past couple of years. I'm thinking like I, I gotta be more presentable for these pictures if I want to post them. Yes. So yeah, that too. Can we talk about that? These men DJs, y'all be looking like y'all rode out of bed. You know what I'm saying? It's like because they did. You know what I'm saying? But right. And it's 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 like like I said, D nice when he when everything changed for him, he went, you know what? I gotta start looking a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? And as we mature with hip hop, you know what I'm saying? We need to start looking a certain kind of way if we want to attract certain type of gigs or, or just certain mm-hmm. type of energies. You know what I'm saying? Like Diddy said something like, if you look like you got something, people going to want to give you something. And mm-hmm. I ain't never forgot that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look like I got it going on on my page. I ain't going to lie. You know what I'm saying? When I step outside, it's like, okay, sis. You know what I mean? But that's what brings all the other, you know, opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So y'all be wearing hoodies and hats and stuff. And I'm like, shit, you need to look sexy too. You need to look like, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to look presentable. And I told one of and my- And I know your ass back there sweating. Cause I'm up here barely dressed. I'm naked. Right. I'm, right. I'm so I know you right. hot, bro. Right. And I told one of my homeboys that and he went and got new headshots. He was like, man, you was right. And I was like, yeah, like we want to, even if you're married or whatever, like you still need to look, you know what I'm saying? Presentable. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a time and place for that hoodie and hat and whatever. But like, don't be mad at, you know, don't be mad at me or whoever else. Cause they getting, you know, opportunities. Are you doing, are you taking the necessary steps? Did you sleep on the floor? Like I did. Did you do, you know, the other thing I tell DJs too, like I would go into Nordstrom right now and be like, yo, where's your manager at? And I tell the same scenario to every DJ. Where's your, where's your manager? Hey, can I come DJ in here for free of charge for three hours on Saturday? I'll bring my own equipment. Woo-woo. Cool. Okay, great. They do it. Right. You do it. Right. Nordstrom's already got you. Right. Where they paid, they ain't paid. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z's assistant might be in town and walk in here to buy some real quick shit and go, oh, I need a DJ on Saturday night. I'm going to keep your info because we we're going to do another party out here. So now you done built all these clients just walking in, blindly coming in. It don't have to be New York, but just any retail store that'll let you do it for free, right? But like, do you yeah. know who are, it's going to be Lex Wexner, y'all. Like, his, like his, <laughs> anybody really walking in into a Columbus store. Wait, can I, I got finish you though? I got you. <laughs> right, my bad, you right. <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Because it's a two part. It's a two part. Not only are you, you, you know, you're impressing the people that are coming in there, whether it's Lex, whoever. Now you have Instagram content. So even if even if Nordstrom said, hey, thank you for this opportunity, but we're we're not going to move on. Now you just got thanks, Nordstrom. Well, how the fuck she get Nordstrom? Yep. You don't know if I got paid or not. You don't, it don't matter. That ain't none of your fucking business. Bro, listen, I'm right. attracting the next person. 
I'm attracting the next client because they see I done did fucking her. I could point at a couple things I done did like that on my page right now. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't about the opportunity right there. Or I ain't making no money today. It's the long term. You know what I'm saying? So, and then and then if and if Nordstrom take you, then shit. Now you done got a residency every fucking right. weekend For sure. or, or once a month. You know what I'm saying? And you know they and do that, that like in Atlanta. They have like, yeah, but like over. that's not. Which I guess make it, it then try to make it one. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I was about to say. You your, have to try do that. it with your mom and pop barbecue shop then. You know what I'm saying? Try it with some mm-hmm. everybody gotta eat, everybody gotta shop. You know what I'm saying? All right, like, we in the, the roosters and the, on Saturday. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Do it somewhere, you know what I'm saying, where there's gonna be a lot of foot traffic and you know what I'm saying, that's gonna bring attention to you and a good business model for them. You know what I'm saying? Like Think of, you know what I'm saying? Just put yourself out there, especially if it's Ohio, you know what I'm saying? Y'all may not have a lot of stuff like LA got going on. Mm-hmm. Then create that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like start making those opportunities for yourself. Like Nip would say, like Nipsey said, like you got to be the man in your city before you go to LA or New York. You know what I'm saying? Like you come here, it's already crowded. You a DJ, get in line. You know what I'm saying? You got to start creating the opportunities for yourself. You got to think about how you want to look. You got to think about the type of DJ you want to be, the audience you want to attract. You know what I'm saying? You got to really sit down and do all that. Not just blindly just go out and DJ like we all do. We all just go DJ and make a check. Like, yeah. how bad do you want to do this for the long term? Right. But, you know, I love this. I'm passionate about it. We can always talk offline anytime, you know, because um, I know it's late there. But I do want to add to that real quick and then we can go. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned from Chubby is that uh, I used to not post every gig I was at because I was like, it's a baby shower. It's a something small. But when I start posting every time I DJ, people are like, oh, you booked and busy. I need you for my gig. And I'm like, yeah. instant That's turnaround. That's exactly why I do instant that. It's a, it's a resume. I don't post nothing else. But you're going to see all the work I done did. Fuck that. I don't know who's coming to my page. I don't know who's watching my stories. Facts. Yeah, That's for sure. very important. Yeah. Facts. Can't get around social media, man. Yeah. Um, This has been great. I've Yeah, this is, I'm glad we had this conversation. Um. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Man, I, you know, I'm not as <laughs> not accessible as people think. <laughs> Just hit me up, man. Just hit me up. I'm here. Um, you know, like I said, I'm really passionate about, you know, people going after what they want in life. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's DJing, whether that's, you know, being a painter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we all realize how short life is and, and how it's been going for us since the pandemic. And so, you know, you never know if you don't try. Like, if I stop DJing tomorrow, y'all can't sit here and say, didn't do it. I went and did it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's important. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, just be the person you want to be. You know, put the work in for that. And uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, Instagram. It's my name. It's Aisha Irene. So it's Aisha underscore Irene. I-E-S-H-A underscore I-R-E-N-E. And that's also for Twitter as well. And you got a website too. I do. It's AishaIrene.com. Uh, it's a little dated, but I have one. Um, you got one, you, girl. See, <laughs> have your website too, because you know when Instagram crashes and stuff. Where can people find you? We don't own Instagram. Um, and then yes, if you follow me on Instagram or, or get to my Instagram page, you can email me there. You know, for bookings and stuff like that. Info at AishaIrene.com. Dang. All right. Well, definitely appreciate you being on here. Um, uh, I have some plans to be in LA this year, um, courtesy of Chubby. Yes. Um, we got some work to yeah. do, so I'm definitely gonna link Word. up with you uh, when I get out there, and hopefully you you link up with DJ Ola. She's a really good person. Um, she's a good DJ, better person. Um, Love and that. I just texted her while we was doing this. She's like, "Oh my god, oh. I, I really want to listen to this episode because I, I really want to learn uh. something from her." So, 
<laughs> there it is. Um, oh, yeah. This is uh, this has been put it on record. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me.